This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, what's going on, America? And welcome to a Q&A edition of the Dear America podcast. I asked you guys a couple days ago some questions that you would like to have on the show. And uh, we're going to do it like we always do it. Zach is just going to insert the ads whenever the ads are in there. I'm going to read your question, and then I'm going to answer it to the best of my abilities. And we're going to go from there. Uh, I'm even going to read some of the bad ones. Why not? Let's see. Why are you always harassing Elon on Twitter? I don't harass Elon Musk on Twitter. I talked to Elon Musk on Twitter. Uh, In fact, (laughs) the first conversations back and forth me and Elon actually had on Twitter was us disagreeing. I I don't know if that's me harassing him. He, he, uh, Stephen King had said something negative about Elon Musk. And then Elon Musk said something like, Advice is always appreciated, Mr. King. And then I said, first advice is don't listen to Stephen King. <laughs> and then Elon Musk said back to me, Stephen King is one of the most uh, brilliant, you know, writers and minds in, in American history. You know, I'm always here to listen. And then I responded with, if he was willing to offer anything that actually amounted to anything, that might be true, but he's not. All he wants to do is talk bad about you. So I don't really know if I'm harassing Elon Musk. You know, I mean, I guess that's one interpretation. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess so. Um, let's see. Do we have an issue with diesel shortages coming, which can impact us in so many ways? Uh, the answer is yes. Uh, I've been talking about this for a long time. The winter is going to be really, really tough. Um, everybody's so excited. Like I drove by the gas station today and you know, the cheapest version of gas you can buy went to like two ninety five here in South Carolina, but diesel is still up at four seventy three. I, I don't think people are paying enough attention. Biden has emptied our federal oil reserves or our, excuse me, our strategic oil reserves to try and drop these prices. And they did that for the purpose of the midterm elections, which obviously worked. But these prices are not real prices. It's like credit card money. 
You know, like everybody's a baller when you got that credit card and you swipe, 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 swipe until it's time for the bill to come around and then you're not a baller anymore. The gas prices are going to go back up. And what scares me is the fact that diesel prices have barely dropped if they have dropped at all. And everybody pays attention to the red numbers, the normal gas numbers, the green numbers, the diesel numbers is actually what runs America. And so, yes, I think that there's going to be a serious problem if diesel prices, I know so many hotshot businesses that have gone out of business because of the cost of diesel and you can't, you can't upcharge people uh, because they can't afford it. And, and these companies that are transporting all these things that you buy, uh, literally you need diesel to run the truck that transports gas to the gas station. I, and, and so the answer is yes. And everybody needs to get ready for that because yes, there absolutely is going to be an issue. And I've been talking about this for a while and it's going to impact us in every way. Diesel runs the world. The end diesel runs the world. Okay. Uh, somebody said, why did Trump announce a second presidential run when he won 2020? Doesn't that mean he conceded? I think they mean, why did Trump announce a third presidential run when he won in 2020? Doesn't that mean he conceded? Uh, well, I guess that's kind of semantics. I mean, you have to file FEC paperwork to be able to formulate your, your packs and, and, and all of those things to be able to run for an office. And so I don't think it's so much as a concession as so much it is that's just simply what you have to do. You have to file paperwork with the FEC to run for president, to run for anything. So I don't think it's a concession. I think that it is just the way that it works. All right. Do you want to save money and at the same time, stop giving money to companies that don't care about your values and spit in your face every single day? Companies like Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile Well, you need to do what I did and switch to Pure Talk. It's the same service on the same network for half the price. That's right. Talk, blazing fast data, just $30 a month. You know who Pure Talk wants to keep happy? Their customers. And that's why I love them. Because who else do you want to keep happy besides the customer? Show corporate America you're done funding their leftist politics. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Graham. That's G-R-A-H-A-M to save 50% off your first month. Again, that's puretalk.com, promo code Graham, 50% off, and make the switch to Pure Talk today. All right. Is there hope for Republicans in 2024? Not currently. (laughs) Uh, You know, if we're being honest, no. We have a lot of changing messaging to do. The Republicans have got to go back to God. They've got to go back at trying to figure out how to reach young millennials and Gen Z. Because Gen Z and younger millennials punch them in their nose in the 2020 mid or 2022 midterm elections. Um, if we do not change messaging, if we do not figure out how to reach that area, then no, it doesn't matter. Also, uh, if you look at what's gone on in Arizona, the fact that the attorney general told uh, the elections board that they, that, you know, I'm not certifying these elections until you 
basically make right and and you know uh, analyze and make proof as to how you did this correctly or incorrectly and where the faults were. And they literally responded with pretty much, you know, F you, we are, we don't have time for this. Uh, we don't have time to listen to people on social media. We're certifying the elections, the end. That's the world we live in right now. And so no, you can run the perfect campaign. If we don't figure out how to start playing the election game for, for First thing we have to do is we have to go after the soul of America. The church has got to rise up and the church has got to get involved. If the church does not get involved, America will fall. The end. The church does not get involved. America will fall. 2024 is going to be a disaster. The end. That is first and foremost. Second, the Republicans, from a pure political standpoint, have got to figure out how to go after the young millennial and Gen Z vote because. Unlike any other time in history, they're voting and they are voting for the most extreme, crazy things that you can possibly imagine. We have to go after them. And then last, but certainly not least, we have to fix our elections and or we have to start playing elections the same way that the Dems are, or you can run the absolute most perfect campaign and it will not matter. So is there hope? Sure. Are we on a path for hope right now? No, we got a lot of work to do. A lot, a lot of work to do. Let's see. Somebody said DeSantis or Trump. I'm rolling with Trump right now. We've already had this conversation. Are you ever going to run for president? Absolutely not. I am not going to run for president. God has pulled me a different direction. I see where the real issues are, and that is with the church, uh, the church working with politicians and politics, et cetera, the church speaking the whole truth of the Bible, et cetera. Uh, we need new churches. We need new pastors. We need new evangelists. We need new uh, missionaries. Um, and that is where the battle is. Why don't you make listening possible for Android users? It is possible. Just go to Spotify or Google Play or, or wherever. Literally this podcast, It. I mean, I don't know how this person is going to listen to this because they can't find it outside of uh, Apple iTunes or whatever, but this podcast is available everywhere. Like, uh, you know, so yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Somebody said, why does your orange daddy associate with white supremacists? Says a lot about you. I already addressed this, the Trump and Kanye West, Nick Fuentes situation in the last episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. And I give you my thoughts on that. Let's see. If it came down to Trump and DeSantis for the Republican nomination, who are you voting for? I'm voting for Trump. If Trump loses to DeSantis, then I will vote for DeSantis. Simple as that. <laughs> Somebody said, how did Graham Allen become so unintelligent, racist, and bigoted in regards, uh, no, under the veil of Christianity, uh, et cetera? That's, that's interesting. Um, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, this is all from the same person. Oh my goodness, they've asked. That, okay, this is all from the same person. I'm just going to read it. Is the only purpose for this Instagram to sell crappy coffee? How did your wife become so ugly? Was she born in a nuclear power plant? As a dedicated member of the church, how many children have you touched or abused? If, church, if Trump called your wife ugly, would you continue to suck his, you know what, like Ted Cruz does, do you hate blacks, Jews, immigrants, or trans people more? That's all from the same guy, and his handle is P-O-S-G-O-P. 
<laughs> That's interesting. Uh, look, uh, you know, somebody was like, all you ever do is read the good questions. Well, here you go. Here's some of the bad ones. My take on the president's comments on guns over the Thanksgiving weekend. I already talked about this in another episode. Uh, they're coming for our guns. They're trying to do it. A lot of people think they're going to try to sneak it into this, you know, same sex protect marriage act bill or whatever, where they're coming after semi-automatic weapons. That is all of your weapons. That is all of them. I mean, I, I think that at this point, there's nothing else to be said. They're coming after everything that we have. They're coming after all of our freedoms. They're coming after all of it. These people are evil. People in the government are the people in the government right now making these decisions, pushing for these things. They are evil. They want to take the, take away the rights of Americans. They want the church to be weak and 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 spineless and cowardice because they don't want the church challenging and empowering people of faith to push back. And it's easy for them to take away our First Amendment rights. All they got to do is kick us off of Twitter, which, by the way, now Twitter. Apple iTunes store is now threatening to take Twitter out of the I, out of the app store. Twitter has been in the app store since Twitter began, but now all of a sudden when Elon Musk gets it, now all of a sudden that there's an equal playing field. Okay. I still know people that have gotten kicked off because they said some stupid stuff. They shouldn't have said since Elon Musk took over Twitter, they're not just letting anything go, but they hate freedom of speech so much they hate the 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 idea that people that Americans might be able to speak and share information with each other so much they hate the idea that they can't control the narrative so much that they are blatantly and obviously showing what they believe and why they think it and they are di evil dictator monopoly oligarchs that want to control everything that we're doing if they take twitter out of the app store it is the it is it is another gong of war that we have already started 2022 elections was the gong of war for the church i'm telling you church pay attention it is only a matter of time before you're not going to be able to talk about Jesus. Like I'm, I'm telling you like, and you're like, Oh, that's quite a jump there. Is it, is it a jump there? This, this is serious stuff guys. Like at this point, I don't see how anyone can look at things like that. Twitter has been in the app store since the app store was created. And since Twitter was created, the second Elon Musk gets it and, and gives an equal playing field, not a biased playing field, but an equal playing field. Now, all of a sudden, it's a threat to the democracy. You've got the White House saying that they're keeping an eye on Twitter. Uh, and now Apple is threatening to take it out of the app store. Subsequently, this comes at the same time that Elon Musk has publicly said that he's going to release to the public the suppression documents during the Hunter Biden laptop story, during the election, the percentages of suppression to conservative accounts versus Democrat or liberal accounts. Do you find it just coincidental that at the same time, uh, that this is going on, that that Apple may take Twitter out of the app store so people can't go download Twitter so they can see all of these things. I don't find it coincidental. I find it intentional. They don't want people to see these things. They don't want that to happen. I think that the info that he's going to put out there is going to show that every single one of us has been right this entire 
time, that they have been lying to us this entire time. They've been trying to control the narrative this entire time. They hate freedom of speech. They hate Jesus. They hate the church. They hate American values, and they want to control every single one of us. Whew. Sorry, that <laughs> got on a tangent there. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden? More wasteful government spending, higher taxes, and deepening of inflation, and how to protect your hard-earned savings from the reinvigorated left? The answer is protect your IRA, your savings, or your 401k from the chaotic financial markets by diversifying your retirement savings with real, physical, precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. These are great people with almost 20 years' experience covering IRAs and 401ks into a precious metals IRA. Don't allow the left to devalue your savings. Text GRAM to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit from Birch Gold. Again, you can own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and Birch Gold will help you do it. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Check them out now. Text the word GRAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 now. Should people start talking about Trump asking DeSantis to be his VP? I think that would be an amazing ticket. I don't, I don't see it ever happening. I really don't. I, I, I did read that DeSantis or somebody, I, I did read an article. I, I don't want to quote it too much because I haven't verified it, but I did see something about Florida trying to change the law that DeSantis can be the governor and run for president at the same time. The way the law currently reads is he would have to step back from being governor to be able to run. I think that would be a great ticket. Do I think that either one of them would be willing to do that? I don't know. Let's see. Oh, and then they said, then DeSantis can be president for eight years after that. I, I don't disagree with you. I have said that that is an option. Uh, I know from the Trump team that his VP is going to be a female. The end. His VP is going to be a female. And in my opinion, there's really only... There's really only three options that I see right now. Uh, Carrie Lake, Christy Nome, or maybe, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene, maybe, but it's going to be a girl. Uh, let's see here. Christians and Catholics are similar religions or a little different. Uh, they are a little different. I think any Catholic will tell you that and any evangelical will tell you that as well. Uh, the Catholics have more books of the Bible. The Catholics uh, have more you know, ritual type things, the Hail Marys, the, you know, speaking to the priest, et cetera. Um, yes, there are differences. I am not a Catholic, so I can't tell you all of them, but basically from everything that I've researched, the biggest, the biggest separation between Catholicism and evangelical Christianity is the authority of the church. Evangelicals are very much more personal relationship with God based and church is a community whereas Catholics are very much more church has authority and authority to uh, create doctrine, authority to discern between doctrine, et cetera. And they use Romans and Paul as a big example there. It's probably like the predominant example there where 
you know, not to, not to downplay Romans at all, but if you break it down to its most simplistic terms, you had the apostle, you had the Jews and you had the Gentiles or the Romans. And there were two main arguments. One, they couldn't eat together because the Jews and the Gentiles ate different things. And then two was circumcision. Yes, I know. That's weird, right? But it's true. The The Romans were like, hey, this whole Christian thing sounds great, but what about this circumcision thing? You know, that seems like a pretty big deal. And then anyway, Paul had to go in there and and make an, you know, an apostolic decision about it. You know, yes or no, do you have to do these things or not? Um, and so anyway, again, that's, that's diving deep into apologetics and theology and all that kind of stuff. But yes, there is a difference. Why is Trump for this tyrannical vax? I don't know why Trump is still pushing the vaccine. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard him push it in a long time. The difference for Trump is, Hey, if you want to encourage people to get the vaccine, sure. Trump has never mandated anyone to get a vaccine. And so again, I don't agree with it. And last month they showed that more deaths from COVID happened with vaccinated people than non-vaccinated people. I ain't getting it. If you want to get it good for you, have your cake and eat it too. I, I don't care. Just don't mandate me to have to do something. And I've never heard Donald Trump do that ever. And so, you know, I, that's one of those things where I don't agree with it, but I don't agree with everything that Donald Trump does. But as long as he's not mandating and tyrannically doing it, you know, we are allowed to disagree on certain things. Dating advice for the current generation. Oh my Lord. Get, oh, I would say get in church. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think a lot of churches are doing it the right way. We got churches saying things that I don't agree with. Get in your Bible, man. You know, I always say vote your Bible, date your Bible. I mean, really like, you know, like the Bible lays out the type of person, not the looks of a person, but the type of person's character that we should be looking for. I will say that today's culture, I mean, I'm not in the dating field. So I don't know, but I do have a lot of friends in this political space that are younger that are dating. I will say that it's very, it's one of two things. It's very hyper-fast, hyper-focused, very sped up and, or it's very slow. It's very casual. Hey, whatever happens, happens. You know, there's no need to rush this thing. Da, 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 da. I am from the South, so I'm very much more the, hey, if you love somebody, they love Jesus, you love Jesus, God's at the front of your marriage, you want to do it the right way, you might as well get married before you sin in the first place. And, you know, I got married at 22, 22 years old, I, I was married. So I was an adult for four years, and three of those years I was in Iraq. So, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a big believer in waiting. I don't understand it. I don't understand the waiting thing. Okay, if you want to date for a little while, cool. But the second that you get engaged, what are you waiting on? Like these three-year engagements, what in the world? Like what? what is the purpose of that? That's nothing more than a cowardice postponement, if you ask my opinion. But I digress. Why Bama is the best two-loss team that should be in the playoffs? I absolutely think Bama should be in the playoffs. I think that, you know, a case can be made. Bryce Young got hurt. You missed about two solid weeks of that. Uh, you got two losses with a combined total of three points. You lost, or four points, excuse me. You lost by three to one team. You lost by one by another team in the final buzzer of the game in away games in the most hostile environments 
of of the season. And then two weeks out of those, uh, Bryce Young was hurt. I think just now the offense is starting to hit stride a little bit uh, because you missed you missed a lot of valuable time there. I don't think you know in the Big Ten you got one real team, you know, which is Michigan. TCU, you know, we'll see USC, Pac-12 is a weak division. I don't know. I mean, I'm always going to say, sure, I think that you get Bama in there. And I think that you have, uh, you know, people are like, well, we've never had a two-loss person get in the Final Four. All right, well, what if this is the year you have your first two-loss national champion in the Final Four? And, and here's another thing. We're fixing to expand to 12 people in the playoff anyway. And so you're fixing to have two or three-loss teams in the playoffs that could end up running the table. And imagine that you have a nine and three team that doesn't go to a championship, a nine and three team that makes it into the final 12. And then what if they end up running the table and then you got a three loss national champion? I mean, college is going to a NFL thing anyway. So why not? Why not let them in? Oh, let's see. Will Joe Biden be impeached? I doubt it. Uh, and you know, most likely, I mean, maybe be impeached in the house, maybe, but just like with Trump, uh, we don't control the Senate, so it's never going to happen. Modern day Christian persecution. We've talked about this a lot. I mean, every time you turn around uh, this Christian nationalism thing, uh, that is modern day Christian persecution. It is the equivalent of calling someone that you disagree with a racist. All right. Well, if you disagree with somebody in Christian terms, they're a Christian nationalist or if somebody. And again, if you are a Christian and you believe that Christianity is the, you know, God, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Wouldn't you want America to be a Christian nation? I mean, again, I from from the religious side of it, I don't see what this what this like crazy part about Christian nationalism is, because most Christians probably want. America to be a Christian nation. I know I do. Uh, let's see here. Advice for relocating to another state. I mean, I think if you live in certain states, California, Washington, Oregon, uh, things like that, sure. I think you absolutely should. I actually have changed my tone a little bit, and I think that Christians need to do some praying here lately. And I think that, you know, we've got some people that need to move out of super red places and move into like light red places uh, to reinforce those like uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, Arizona. Those are the ones right off the top of my head. That's Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Nevada, Arizona. So that's six states. So I actually think that Christians need to do a lot of uh, praying. And I think we need a lot of Christians to go into I mean, honestly, Florida could lose, you know, 200,000 people and spread those 200,000 people among those states. You see what I'm saying? Like, and, and Florida still would be blood red. Uh, same thing for South Carolina. Uh, you know, you know I, I think that there's, I think that we have to start looking at America as a spiritual battleground. And I've said that we need American missionaries. And I think that's part of it. I think that we need to... We need to do a lot of praying. I, I really do, because that's the only way we're going to to take this country back. That's the only way we're going to make any difference, because if we keep trying to do it the old way, we're going to keep getting beat. And we, we, 
the way that we're currently doing it isn't working. And we owe it to ourselves, to our children, to our next generations to try our best to fight as hard as we can and to bring this country back as much as we can. But we'll see what happens. That's all we got for this Q&A episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to share this episode with your friends. Leave us a review. Give us five stars and make sure to hit that beautiful subscribe button so it downloads automatically. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you all again next time.